studio. All right. Oh, let's put you up here. Stay over there, buddy. Turn off CBC. Good morning. It's 7.52. It's uh, Tuesday, June the 4th, I think. And I thought I'd just uh, stop in real quick. Like, I got it uh, probably another 10 minutes to work to, until I get to work. So I thought I'd check in and say, hello, how are you? Sort of update you on... Uh, I guess what's been happening since the last episode. Uh, let's see. So, well, obviously in the last episode I was talking about, uh, am I lazy? Is that the, is my life a consequence of this laziness, this, um, lack of motivation? And, um, I, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still trying to figure out how if it's possible to change these things. Maybe you're wondering, hey, Doug, how's the how's the setting up of the print 3D printers or the the uh, shop? How's that going? You still watching YouTube videos? Yeah, I still am. I got a little bit closer, though. I, I leveled out the 3D one of the 3D printers the other day and uh, almost got to doing a print, but then I had to go do dad things. One of those dad things was... Uh, uh, we played a piano recital. And uh, I think probably a bunch of you have seen the video on uh, on Facebook. Uh, thank you for all the very kind comments, thumbs up and all that. It was fun. It was I was shaking for probably a good 30 minutes afterwards. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, but it was dread definitely adrenaline inducing um i was a little uh, less strangely even though this was like my second recital with clara i was a little less confident uh going up um i had practiced that song quite a bit especially over the last week but there was a couple of points in that song where I just, I never got it right every time I played it. Um, I would get it right from time to time, but I would never always get it right. You know, like I, I was still making errors as I was playing from time to time. And I think that that was the thing that really just sort of sat in the back of my head. And that was, you know, like, did I just... Did I just burn the good time that, you know, did I, did I burn the perfect performance while doing that practice? Is the next one going to be the one that I mess up? And is the performance in front of everybody else going to be the one that I mess up? And I don't know why it's so important to me that I don't mess up. Because really, it's just something I'm doing with my kid in front of, I don't know, like a bunch of people I don't know. Well, a bunch I do know. They're the parents of of the other kids in, in the... <laughs> in the studio you know it's like why would they judge for why would they care whether or not I make a mistake I, I think they understand they've heard their own kids like they're they're hoping their own kid doesn't make a mistake they're hoping uh, that everybody else kind of just does well but they're not going to judge in the end so why does it matter so much 
Why does it? Why does it? Why is it such a big worry? I, I it's funny. Uh, I, she even, my teacher even said to me, like, you, you seem to get nervous when I ask you to play. You know, don't worry about it. You're, you're gonna make mistakes. Like, just relax. Just try to, to feel it. And <clears throat> I've tried. I've tried. And I think probably where it comes down to is that I, I, I know that I have not put I've not put my all into playing piano yet I say yet I don't know if I will ever I I don't know if I have enough time to put up my all into it you know uh, I lie I lie I do have the time it's maybe I don't have the desire you know there is time there is time but I guess maybe there are so many things that I need need to want to do at the same time that it's hard to do them all and I guess I need to choose the thing the thing that's the most important for me and 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 focus on that um you know playing piano is a nice thing to do it's a great thing to do with Clara it's something that that we share and I think I will continue to do as long as I can, as long as I can still convince Clara to go take piano lessons. But there was a there was a one of my teachers when I go for when I go for her lessons with Clara. We actually have two teachers. We have uh, Christina, who is the actual teacher. She is the the owner of the piano studio. She you know that she calls it. Uh, she's the one that Clara began her lessons with. And um, the other teacher is uh, a young man. He's 14. And he is absolutely incredible. He uh, is another student in the, in the studio. And uh, he, he played on Sunday... Um, like six pieces, four pieces at the end of the the recital, as well as a whole bunch of sort of improv Im- improvisational stuff as everybody was coming in. And at fourteen, this is a kid that he has the touch, he has the feel, he has the expression on the piano. He is not playing robotically; he is playing with heart. He's playing with feeling. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing what this young man can do. And it was really nice to see that at the end of his performance on Sunday, everybody stood up and clapped. Like, he got a standing ovation. Um, you know, it was however many people, 50, 100 people or whatever. Um, but... I said to him, he was sitting in front of me, and he is my teacher. He's my, uh, he's the other teacher when I go with Clara. I do 15 minutes with him and 15 minutes with Christina, and, and Clara and I switch. Um, but I said to him, get used to having, get used to having standing ovations, buddy, because you're amazing. And, uh, he said, thank you. <laughs> but, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but I guess I, I know that I'll never become good like him. 
<laughs> I, I'm too old. I'm, I, I, I don't have the... I don't think I have the natural talent for it to begin with. Uh, my eyes and my hands, my brain and all that don't work at the speed at which maybe they would have were I a seven-year-old or a ten-year-old taking piano lessons. These the, Those pathways are perhaps quicker and easier to, to train. I think there is a bit of a benefit in the fact that I have been a video game player as I, you know, have come up over the last 10, 15 years, 20 years. So there's a bit of a manual dexterity issue thing that I'm, I'm able to do these, you know, some of these movements. I, I did play trombone at one point, so I did, I was able to read a bit of music. I like music. I think that I'm kind of musical. So there is that. But there's not the drive. I, I, you know, uh, I'm like many people. I wish that I could do it without having to do the work. Anyway, that was, uh, that was that. That was, that was fun. Uh, and then, uh, it ended up at the end of that, um, there was a, uh, draw, uh, for a big bucket of cash. Um, Christina encourages everybody to put, uh, put a little bit of money into a jar, uh, and at the end of the recital, the students uh, have each been issued a, a bunch of tickets uh, with numbers on them um, based on their performance over the last six months or whatever in the studio and their practicing and all sorts of things to get, um, <clears throat> you know, I forget what it is, you do a bunch of good stuff and you get some tickets, right? It's, it's a bit of a reward system. Uh, so, uh, Claire and I both received our envelope full of, uh, some tickets, had numbers on them, and, uh, she did the draw, and, uh, one of the numbers came up, and it was, uh, one of our numbers, and, of course, uh, I had given Clara my tickets, and so somewhere between the two of us, uh, she won $126, something like that, so that was a very nice ending to the whole thing, and as it turns out, that was actually the second time that she has won, uh, the second time in a row <clears throat> that she has won the won the draw. I think that if, if that happens again a third time, people are going to start to wonder what's going on. <laughs> so, it was fun. It was, uh, it was a real um, hoot. Do we, did people say it was a hoot? It was exciting. It was it was satisfying to be able to get up there and play. I I screwed up. I screwed up in in playing it there on in several occasions. It was not the clean run that I had hoped for. But I think you know, listening back at the video, ah, we did all right. You know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Bach. <laughs> we did okay. And uh, you know, in the end, I'm just happy that Clara and I got to do that together, and we'll be able to share that memory together and I think that's mainly why I'm doing this you know I'm also trying to learn how to play piano but I'm trying to just share some moments with my daughter before she basically decides that she never wants to have anything to do with me again <laughs> so 
hopefully we can prolong these things. And, you know, some of the people that I know that uh, are um, older um, piano players have mentioned that they wished that one of their parents had actually taken piano lessons with them. They would have really enjoyed that and would have enjoyed their lessons much much more than uh, than they had already had. You know, let's let's be honest. Piano lessons are they are nightmare fuel for for any kid unless uh, unless you are naturally talented and really good at it. And uh, you know, you're you're going to shirk your practicing responsibilities. You're going to show up at uh, this uh, you know authority figure, your teachers. And they will have expected a certain amount of rigor and practice before you get there, and you don't want to let them down. This is just kind of the way that we, the way that we grow up. We 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 don't want to let people down. And even as an adult, I find myself showing up and trying to make excuses with her as to why I haven't practiced when I just you know I can just say I you know I haven't I haven't practiced and. I think she'll understand. She, you know, there's only so much she can do to to get me to, you know, succeed in playing piano. There's only so much help that she can give me. I have to kind of take it upon myself to to make it worth my while. She still gets paid whether or not I practice or not. In fact, she's probably happy if I don't practice because then, and and that I keep coming (laughs) so that... I keep, you know, it takes me longer to get better to a point where I don't say, ah, well, I've, I've, I've learned enough, right? I know that's not the way she thinks. She would rather me practice and, 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 and succeed and enjoy the, the, the life of music. But if I try to break it down to the logic that maybe my mushy brain could, uh, could understand, she doesn't care. I mean, she cares, but she she doesn't need to. She doesn't need to care about whether or not I practice. It's just her job. It would make it easier for her and probably more exciting and, and, and less tedious if I did practice and I helped out. Anyway, uh, I, I guess the other thing I wanted to uh, mention, I was thinking about podcasting uh podcasting i was thinking about coming in talking recording there there we go i was thinking about recording on the uh, on the way into work this morning and uh, i was trying to think about maybe what it was some of the things i could could say could talk about because you know i don't want this to be only once every couple months that i issue an episode a recording um and i thought uh, i should do a quick little uh doug recommends Little Doug recommends television. What have I been watching? And uh, if I quickly run it down, uh, I've been watching a bunch of things on on uh, Netflix and on Amazon, and even on Crave TV, CBC as well. Uh, Shit's Creek. Been watching that. Uh, love it. Love Shit's Creek. I think it's a great show. I know a lot of people didn't like it, especially Jason, uh, up in his brain. He gave it a shot at the beginning, and uh, he t- it seemed he didn't like it. Um, and I think he gave up on it early. Uh, maybe give it another try, bud. It's, uh, I quite enjoy it. I think it's quite a, a, 
it's a light um, a light show and uh, the characters while they are at first more or less despicable they become likable I think that after the especially after the f- end of the first season all of the actors really sort of found their groove as to who each person they were portraying was they brought themselves to it now it is slightly absurd which is kind of fitting I mean this is uh, Eugene Levy and and um, uh, Catherine O'Hara uh, they are absurdists so that works uh, another show that I watched on Netflix big no huge in France uh, with a um, comedian French comedian uh, by the name of uh, Gad uh, and I won't even try to say his last name uh, it's uh, it's a, a very funny show uh, essentially it's about a comedian who is huge in France and uh, he tries to make it in the US he is basically uh, titled as the uh, or known as the Seinfeld of France uh, and he comes to the US and um, he's not nobody knows who he is uh, which is quite funny uh, let's see one other thing oh uh, Travelers that was a pretty good um, uh, sci-fi show and I believe that was on Netflix as well um, anyway I guess that's pretty much all I've got to say for now I'm here at work 10 minutes late well I was I'm I aim for 10 for 8 o'clock, but uh, can't always make it on time. All right, I better go. Take care. Hope you're well. This has been Doug. Slug is Doug. Me, uh, and I saw let me turn off the CBC here. Uh, off. There we go. Hey, how are you? It's uh, it's me, it's Doug. It's uh, Slug is Doug podcast. I don't know what episode number this is. 80-something? I don't know. 60-something? I really don't know. I, I kind of have lost count. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. It's actually, you know... Way I've done way more episodes than as many as there are listed as the Slug is Doug, but uh, there was a few years in there that I just released it as a Slug Daily, and it was just sort of as a like a, a the date was the was the episode number in time. Uh, I don't know why. 
it was this whole boss jock thing that started and the whole daily podcast thing of a couple it was supposed to be the daily short podcast but then uh, I don't know somehow I just folded it back into what it was originally and figured that because I was doing it on the phone and with boss jock that uh, it was a slug daily it wasn't a fully produced slug as duck I don't know I don't know why we have to compartmentalize these things it's me I'm talking to you I'm recording it I'm releasing it on, a, on an RSS feed the RSS feed leads to the webpage that is uh, known as the Slug is Dunk podcast so hi how are you it's 737 it is I don't know Wednesday Tuesday I have no idea what day it is I think it's Tuesday how many days have I been at work this week <laughs> I don't know I'm so tired I'm so tired. It's Wednesday, because I... That's right. It was... I had to go to the chiropractor this morning, so I actually got to sleep in a little bit from uh, from my usual time. Instead of waking up at uh, quarter to six or six o'clock, I woke up at 6.20. I got to sleep in a little, ex- little extra time, because uh, my chiropractic appointment wasn't until eight o'clock. And so... I got up a little bit later. I I still like to kind of get up early-ish on, on those uh, those days when I have a uh, chiropractor because I can get up, I can make Clara's lunch, I can listen to a podcast while I'm doing that, I can kind of do these things slowly, I can have a long, slow, languishing coffee if I want, I can go for a pee and not worry about having to rush. Uh, can you really rush a pee? I don't think you can, but anyway... Um, yeah, so I, uh, I went to the chiropractor. Yeah, that's, that's, isn't that exciting? So it's, uh, I don't know how long since my last episode. I'm, I, I recorded another episode somewhere between then and now. Uh, I think it had some really interesting stuff in it. Uh, but I didn't put it out. And I don't know if it's going to make it on this. It's probably not because I'm too lazy to do anything like that. Um, oh, there's the ambulance coming, or as one of the, uh, as one of the transport, uh, picture car captains I, uh, I worked with, he called ambulances, uh, ambulances. You know, Doug, we gotta put an ambulance on that set. Ambulance. <laughs> I always found that very, very funny. Ambulance. <sighs> so I just listened to Jason's most recent podcast. I think he put it out on the 14th. So that was a few days ago. Well, this is funny. I just, I turned off the, the radio in the car and I, I just decided that I looked to see what the date was because when you turn the car radio off, the date comes up along with the time. The date has come up as uh, May 11th, 2016. So, um, either my car is a time machine, or the clock is not set properly. I'm hoping not a time machine. I'm hoping it's just the clock. Otherwise, it's going to be an interesting day. Um, yeah, so I just listened to Jason's most recent thing, and I listened to uh, Scarborough Dude's uh, episode the other day. And uh, I guess that's kind of what I, th- you know, I thought about. I thought, I, I thought 
earlier this morning or yesterday or one of the last couple days, I should really come back and record something. It's been a while. I like to do it. I got time. I'm driving home. It's only 7.40. I won't be home till like 8 o'clock, something like that. So I got another 20 minutes. You got at least 20 minutes with me. So buckle up, friends. Anyway, I was listening to uh, Scarborough Dude's most recent podcast where he was absolutely wasted at uh, Mossport, also known as the uh, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Um, yeah, I don't know. He was like, he was absolutely blotto hammered and high. I don't know how much pot he smoked. I don't know how much he drank. <laughs> or no, wait, he said he was a little bit, little bit drunk. Lightly drunk, I think is what he said. Could have sworn it was absolutely wasted. But anyway, he was at Mossport. Mossport? 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 He was at the racetrack again in the uh, in the uh, road track. And I started thinking about how much how much I like uh, I like auto, auto racing. And um, he was talking about, you know, he was in typical Scarborough dude way, he he went a little bit overboard and in, in not in saying why he didn't understand why nobody would come to Mossport and why all the people in Toronto were not there and why this is the best place in the world. And you know, it's, you know what? It's not everybody's cup of tea. But I started thinking about why I I guess, I guess it was a few things. I started thinking about auto racing and I actually started thinking about cars. And I guess. While I was listening to that, he was talking about the, the sounds of uh, um, the sounds of the cars as they go. Uh, he was talking about how, while he's driving, he when he sees a truck, yeah, that's it. When he was seeing trucks, he starts he's starting to really like looking at trucks, and he gets this reaction from looking at them. And I know he tried to apologize for being masculine or calling it a masculine thing or, or whatever but um, I started thinking about why do we have these kind of reactions and 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 kind of quickly sloughed that off and I started thinking about my own reactions that I have towards certain things one of which is watching people uh, race cars or drive cars uh, the other thing is like when I see a really nice car like I for some reason I really love looking at really nice cars and I get this absolutely irrational desire to have that beautiful car you know whether it's whether I see a, a beautiful Ferrari on the side of the road uh, or a Lamborghini or you know an old like a Morgan or or what did I see the other day I saw a um, Alfa Romeo the other day it was like a I don't even know what kind it was. It's gorgeous. I see it kind of regularly on Kingston Road. A little red, sporty Alfa Romeo. I think it was probably a two-door hard top. Probably from the late 60s, I'm going to guess. Maybe early 70s. And it kind of had that, you know, narrow, coupe look to it. And I just had this reaction where I was like, man, I wish I had that car. Because that would be an awesome car to have. And, you know, from time to time, I feel a little bit sad that I, I no longer have the Mini. I really loved that car. It was uh, 
it was something that uh, that was fun to drive. It was it was a good looking car. It had a, a, a definite look to it. I loved the uh, 1973 El Camino. Actually, it wasn't El Camino. It was a GMC Sprint. I loved that car because it was different and it, it it sparked some joy in me. This car that I'm driving now, this 2015 Ford Focus, is an actual. It's an okay car. I mean, it's a, it's an okay car. Transmission sucks. It's not that fun to drive. It doesn't spark a lot of joy in me. The only thing that I really, really like about it is that it has, you know, it has a heated steering wheel. It's got heated seats. It's got heated mirrors. It's got all the creature comforts and that it, it has Bluetooth radio. You know, I can listen to the podcasts while I'm driving. But other than that, there's like not a lot about it that really says, hey, this car is for me. I really want that car. I see other people driving this same type of car, but they've got the the sport version. The I think it's the SVT model. I think is the uh, is the the sort of Ford um, soup up version. It's either SVT or ST or SV. I think it's SVT. Anyway, doesn't matter. I have that reaction to these to these things, and I and I and I know that it's absolutely. It's not for me. These cars, these expensive vehicles, these essentially race cars, for the most part, are the, are the, are the things that I, I, I covet. These supercars, these very expensive cars, they are they're a dream. And I covet them, and I want them. <laughs> but I know in my heart that because of my own experience in, in actually in driving the Mini, which was essentially kind of a little race car in its own, that uh, by the time I got it, I realized that I it wasn't a wise idea to drive very quickly on the roads. It wasn't, you know, the, the, the public roads were not my, they were not my place to drive as a race car, you know? And... So I know exactly how impractical most of these cars are. I saw a, I saw like a gorgeous Corvette the other day. And rarely do I like Corvettes, but I actually saw a nice looking sort of a modern modern day Corvette. Kind of had some angular lines on it. I years ago I thought maybe I didn't like the Corvette, but this one this one I looked at it and I thought that's a really nice car. That'd be kind of fun to drive. Why don't I get one of those? <laughs> and then the voice in my head said, "Well, because you idiot." Those things are probably impossible to drive in the winter. You you got no clearance. They're they're impractical. How would you put your daughter in the back seat? How can you do a family drive in that? And and why why would you spend that much money in a car? Why? But then I think I started thinking about how I this is going to be the funniest thing, and people are going to make fun of me for this, but. I have a reaction sometimes when I watch... It, it used to happen a lot when I watched Top Gear. And <laughs> it used to make me cry, in a way. It used to make me, not like full-on blubbery cry, but it would... When there was sequences when... Uh, Jeremy Clarkson was, you know... 
bombing down a, a road and like putting the car into a drift and just loving it, having a whale of a time driving an amazing piece of engineering technology or, or whatever, like just driving, driving his guts out. I would have this, I guess it's a, a physical reaction, an emotional reaction. Physically, I would feel excited. I'd get like the feeling of butterflies in my stomach. Kind of like I feel like being sick. Kind of like uh, I'm just nervous, happy, excited. And a big smile would come over my face. And then all of a sudden... I would, I would kind of like cry a little bit. Tears would actually come out of my eyes. And there was a, a sort of brief thought that would enter into my mind. Like, I totally missed out and it was so unfortunate that I was not able to do that. And that was something that I so, so, so wanted to do. But I had missed out. And I would end up feeling, I guess, I guess I would feel a little bit sad and, and I would, I would cry a little bit. I know it's absolutely ridiculous crying. I think I'm probably one of the only people who has ever cried for Top Gear. Maybe when uh, the hamster, what's his name? Hammond, the little short fella, maybe when he like beefed it. In that dragster, in that one episode, years, years and years ago, maybe there were people that cried during that. Maybe there were people that cried when they saw, like, uh, their favorite car or something like that get, get smashed up or something. Who knows? But I, I don't think that people were meant to really sort of have that kind of reaction as far as it goes with Top Gear. But that's kind of, it's it's strange that that is kind of the reaction that I, well, it's not kind of the reaction, it is the reaction that I have had while watching shows or videos or experiencing someone else's uh, absolute joy or... Um, like fantastic intense experience I don't know what it means but I I thought I would talk about it just because it's it's it raises a question of well if 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 that rate brings that kind of feeling towards me where I feel like I've missed out somehow why am I not doing anything about it to get that feeling Part of me says, well, because it's expensive, you can't can't do that with a, you know, you can't get that feeling in of driving a race car without driving a race car. So for years, I've wanted to actually go and enroll in the uh, Mosport um, driver school where you can actually go for a weekend or a week or a couple days and do actual uh, race training. I keep threatening year after year to, to finally eventually do that. My wife, my beautiful wife, my loving wife, actually at one point on my 40th birthday, she said that 
I should go and, and do it, you know? And uh, that she was like, that's that's your birthday present for me. You, you know, you go and do a, a driver's, uh, race driver's training course. I still haven't done it. Eight years later. Maybe someday soon. Maybe I'll do that. But, you know, part of me says it's... <laughs> Yeah, that's great. That'd be awesome. But why? But but why? Maybe I should. I don't know. What do you think about that? Are there things that that you know you see people doing or experiencing that they they, 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 they does it give you a reaction that that is surprising to you? I suppose there was there's been other occasions where things like that sort of reaction has happened to me um you know the obvious things like um watching the the raptors win uh i felt uh, so happy for all of the players on the team and uh, i was very happy for how hard they worked to devote their lives to this sport um, and and to win and it it struck a chord in me it, it I don't think I strangely enough I don't think I cried but I, I felt I felt very very happy for them and I, it was a very strong feeling but I wonder if that the the feeling that I have for for top gun a top gun top gear I guess that must be melancholy must be melancholy. I'm surrounded by motorcycles right now. Another thing that I rationally every once in a while think that I would love to love to drive a motorcycle, but I just know that in Toronto it's probably the least safe thing to do. Uh, drivers in this city have no idea how to deal with motorcycles, and um, I, I, I've seen too many motorcycle accidents to uh, ever really want to, to ride one. I'm even scared to ride my bike on the road these days. Anyway, uh, what else is new? What else is new? Piano is going well. Clara and I played uh, together in a, um, a duet at our recital a couple of weeks ago. I think back around the first of June that that weekend, and. Uh, we played uh, a Spanish-feeling song. It was called Toledo. Uh, we did we did pretty well. I I would say I played it about eighty-five percent correct. Nah, probably more. 90, 95. I messed up at a few spots, and at one point my counting went off because I started to panic again about you know uh, there's there was sort of like one or two bars where I consistently was messing up while we were practicing and I was having real problems with it and no matter how much I practiced it it seemed to it seemed to always go wrong for some reason and so in the middle of playing I started thinking about it and then uh, was not uh, listening very well to Clara play and I think we got a little bit off time out of count so so that happened but we we you know, we played through it. Uh, I suppose uh, probably if you follow me or you're friends with me or whatever on Facebook, you probably saw the video, and it was uh, it was satisfying. It was it was 
great to do that and I love doing that with her um so we have a new um duet that we're learning together this one is uh a little more fun it uh is uh it's called uh, what's it called howlin it's more of a honky tonk style uh tune and I'm uh, playing the bass line where I get to do that sort of walking walking bass uh, you know like do 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 that kind of thing uh, and it goes through a couple of uh, different types of chords and uh, yeah it sounds pretty good she plays her sort of uh, honky tonk uh, piano solo over top of it so we're just starting that and it seems to be coming along and I've basically decided that this is a song that I just need to memorize because uh, um, I need to look down while I'm playing it so it, it's it requires me to sort of not just play with my hands all in one one spot I have, kind of have to move them around more than I'm used to on the keyboard so I need to kind of look down and 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 see where I am and get those fingers in the right spot I'm not as agile as I used to be I'm not as dexterous I suppose um, so I'm often hitting the wrong note I don't know if it's just that I haven't practiced it enough. There's, I don't have the muscle memory. I often think I just don't have the dexterity for it. Um, it's a bit disheartening from time to time, but uh, then there's days when it just seems to be just kind of coming together. And uh, one of the things I definitely need to do with piano is um, I need to start working on the theory part of it, actually learning about the scales and... Um, why they why there are certain notes in each one and, and what each key signature is and all that stuff I don't know where else you go in theory but that seems to me at least the very basics and the meat of it so um, I should probably do some work on that I don't know if I'm ever actually going to do a Royal Conservatory exam so I don't know, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. I don't think I will. You know, I just, I kind of just in it for the fun. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, it's been kind of difficult keeping Clara on on track for, for playing sort of every couple of weeks. She says, you know, a couple of years ago, you said I only had to play for one more year. <laughs> Which is right. I did say that, but I didn't mean it. Parents lie, get used to it. Uh, so that's that. Uh, the new house is uh, coming along nicely. We, or the townhouse, or whatever you want to call it, new place. I'm I finally set up at least one of my 3D printers. Uh, so that's a follow up. I think from the last episode, I've uh, done a little bit more work in terms of setting up the workshop. But you know, I just I don't have a lot of time on the weekends. I don't have enough time enough time on weekends to kind of take care of that stuff. Um, I, there's other stuff I gotta do. I gotta, you know, I play play piano on Saturday mornings. I hang out with the kid on Saturday afternoons. Sundays is the time to sort of do things together as a family. Uh, I don't think they really want me to um, take off into the basement for a long period of time. Although, you know, I'll spend a little hour, an hour here or there, um, trying to work on that. But I'm still probably finding myself more watching videos than doing anything else. And actually doing things and I, I need to change that and the other thing I need to change is I need to start walking I need to start my walking again I'm noticing that my 
I don't know if it's my joints are sore or the muscles or whatever, but like, you know, I cross my legs and, and my legs hurt. You know, I, I kneel down and my knees hurt. I walk down steps and my knees hurt. It's, uh, it's a bit worrying. I don't, I don't want to be the guy that's, you know, 50 years old and can't walk steps. You know, I, I don't want uh, arthritis that deep in, in my body. I, I want to be able to uh, stay spry like some of my friends still are and like many, many people are. I mean, I'm still young. I'm, I'm not even 50 yet. I'm, I'm, only, I'm only 48. So that's that. Although a friend of mine was talking uh, the other day about his older sister. Oh, she was in town and they were celebrating her birthday and it was her 60th birthday. And boy made me feel old. Good Lord, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I mean, I'm ready to retire. Mostly because I don't want to work, but I'm not ready to be old. And I know, 50's not old. 50's the new 30. Keep telling myself that, I suppose. Anyway, I'm just pulling into the home parking lot. No longer pull into my driveway. Well, there is a driveway, so I'm about to pull into the, the driveway of the townhouse parking lot. Things are going well, though. We're, we're, we're kind of getting into it. One of the things we have to do is uh, think about uh, installing some... Um, installing an air conditioning, central air. Uh, we haven't needed, needed it yet this summer, thankfully. Uh, it's been very cool uh, so far. But I have a feeling that based on the uh, change in weather, weather patterns... Uh, we're probably going to need some AC, especially come August. August, I bet, will be when we get the super hot, super high temperatures. And it, uh, that's uncomfortable. And we, uh, our bedroom is on the third floor. And so that could be a little bit hot, I imagine, if things get nasty. Currently, it's nice. We get a nice cool breeze from the, uh, from the, the lake off the bluffs. We have a fan above the bed, so when that's going, it actually feels quite cool in the room. And uh, there's been a few nights that I've actually felt uh, very cold. So I had to put the blanket on. But uh, anyway, I'm home. I'm uh, done talking to you. I have to go have a pee. And I have to go eat my dinner. So let's see if I can actually put this episode out. I don't know. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.